Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realm of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. So today we're going to be more on the nostalgia end and not so much the cringe end. But as always, there's going to be a little bit of both. So I hope you guys are having a good week. This episode I'm very excited about because it's all about self-care. So there are so many things that you can do for self-care. But first, let's just let's just talk about how things are going for me. Um so school is going good. I have my drives down every week that I do that just they suck. <laughs> but I do a lot of things to make this drive more comfortable for me. And I think it's definitely on the topic of self-care. So I thought I would tell you guys all about the things I do for my commute. Um, Last semester, I had a lot harder time doing it. And then this semester, it's kind of like a nothing burger because I feel like I've got... I've just got my routine down. So I pack my little backpack and I have my headphones so that when I, cause it takes like 15 minutes for me to walk from my car to my class and back. So I always make sure I have that. And then I've got my new leather bag that I got for Christmas and I've got my little care pack in there. I always have my snacks. Usually I count out like 12 almonds because raise your hand if it's super easy for you to like over snack on nuts. Like I love nuts so much. So I like hand count like six to 12 almonds and then I'll do like some pieces of like sugar-free beef jerky because your girl's still on her weight loss keto journey. I'm down like 30 pounds from last summer, so that's amazing. Um, Also in there, I have, I'm not ashamed to say this, but I have a stuffed animal that I've been carrying around with me my whole life. It's a seal pup, and his name is Sealy. He comes with me on every vacation. Every time I leave for overnight, he comes with me, and last year or last semester and last year when I was having a harder time because it was my first semester commuting to class um I was just having a harder time and it made it easier for me to bring Seely because then I could like talk to him while I was driving actually and like say goodbye before I got out of the car and like left for class like I know that sounds so childish but there is a very much like childlike side to me. So it's, it is what it is. So I've got my seal pup. I've got my water. Um, I've got one of those like off brand, like dupes for Stanley. Um, I forgot what the brand is, but it, I love it. Cause it's the same color as my like leather bag that I keep my stuff in. 
I've got my bubble gum. You guys, I am obsessed with this bubble gum. I have been for like six months now. You should see my group chat with my girly pops because every time I'm on there talking to them, there is usually like a cud of gum in my mouth. Like I even annoy myself with it, but like I cannot stop. It's the icebreakers, ice cube, bubble gum. Oh my God, it's so good. And I usually have like three or four flavors in my little drawer that I keep my pills in. Um, I just, I can't stop chewing it. It's so good. So I've got my bubble gum, my snackies, and then I've got my little humidifier that I keep in my car. Yes, I have a humidifier in my car. It gets really dry having like the heat blaring. So I have my humidifier that plugs into the USB and I put a couple drops of peppermint essential oil in it because peppermint is supposed to be good for like being awake and like lively um, and stress-free. So I use that essential oil for that diffuser. I've got my cute little like, I've got this round thing of tissues that's like floral that goes in my cup holder. I've got my eye drops because my eyes get really dry from sitting in the um, heat of the car, like blaring for two and a half hours, which is so funny because my friend the other day, she called me out. She's like, you would get irritated eyes from being in the car. Cause like, I just, my ear, nose and throat face system, like there's always something infected. Like I get chronic ear infections. I get bloody noses. I get styes on my eye. Like it's just, I'm a mess sometimes. <laughs> so I've got my like extra lubricating eye drops, um, that I use like before and after my drives. And then, of course, because I use that, then I have to make sure I have my waterproof mascara on. And I've been obsessed with the Ilia brand from Sephora. It's clean and it's cruelty-free. So I really like that mascara. Um, yeah, so I just make sure I have all of my stuff with me for all my drives. And that is a huge part of my weekly and daily self-care. I just have, I have all of the things when it comes to having to drive down there. And when it comes to working hard, I know how to also pamper myself, work hard, play hard. And that's kind of getting into my focus of this week's podcast, which is self-care. So put on some Mac Miller and let's get into self-care. And this is such a good topic to talk about today because I'm getting ready to have a nice little hot tub chill time with my friend Liz. We're all about self-care, my friends and I. So we're She's coming over and we're getting into the hot tub. It's winter time, but I've got this amazing hot tub outside. It's in our pavilion that we just had built with like privacy fencing all around it. I love it so much. 
got my speaker. I found this amazing hot tub vibes playlist on Spotify. So I'm going to play that. And then I've been, I've been envisioning this all week. Like I love, I love having dates with Eddie, but I love planning like cute little dates for my girlfriends and I, like, I love a girl date. Like I wine and dine at my friends, like no other. I just love it. Like who says, you stop dating and taking people out on dates and winning them over that way once you're married. No, you also need to wine and dine at your girlfriends, like your friends, like plan a cute stuff. So I've been envisioning like our wintertime hot tub time. We've got like our cozy towels and like fuzzy robes. And then we're having hot chocolate. So I found some keto hot chocolate and keto marshmallows because your girl's still on her weight loss journey. Thank you. I've lost like, I think I'm at almost 30 pounds now since um, this last summer. So I'm feeling really good. So I found some keto hot chocolate and vanilla marshmallows and mint marshmallows. And then I also got this package of like birthday cake marshmallows. Um, those are not keto friendly, but I'm going to have one because you need to be able to indulge every once in a while. I don't have cheat days. I'll have like a cheat something like I'll have a chip <laughs> or a chocolate birthday cake marshmallow. So this is part of my self-care. I spent the morning on my walking pad going through my neurology flashcards. I have this really thick stack of flashcards for my neurology class because our first exam is in like a week. And it's probably like the index cards are like two inch thick stack. So I spent the morning going through there my walking pad is situated in front of the TV, but it's also like right in front of my bird's cage, my parakeet coconut. So she takes it very seriously when I'm like on my walking pad saying all my stuff out loud and memorizing it. She is like, okay, what's next? What's next? And she's like writing it down and memorizing it with me. <laughs> and she just, she thinks I'm talking directly to her. So she's been learning all of my neurology terms right along with me. So this is just a cozy little Sunday sesh that you and I are having together today. And yeah, self-care. Self-care is a term that's become really popular on social media the last five or so years. I feel like it wasn't really in our forefront of our mind before that. Like growing up, there was no talking about self-care. I've seen people describe self-care as going to therapy. I've seen people describe self-care as like taking a shower. I've seen people describe self-care as like going shopping. I think that's all of the above. How are you going to wine and dine yourself? So that's like the fun, fluffy part of self-care. But then I also see people highlighting the importance of boring self-care. Now, what's boring self-care? That's the nitty gritty shit that's not fun, but we have to do it anyway. 
Like we got to pick up our room. We got to clean our kitchen we got to put our dishes away. We got to take the dishes out of the dishwasher. Like it's boring, but if we didn't do that, our lives and homes around us would be chaotic and gross. So we got to do that. Taking a shower every day. If you've never been depressed or extremely anxious to the point where taking a shower or getting ready to go somewhere was hard for you, if you've never been to that point, then consider yourself very lucky because I've been at points in my life where showering was a radical act of self-care. <laughs> Brushing my teeth was a radical act of self-care. Like this is real talk. This is real shit. Um, leaving the house was a radical act of self-care. So boring self-care is also really important. It's not just trips to Target and filling your cart with junk that is just going to end up in a landfill or, you know, going out with the girlies. Like all that is all fine and good in moderation, of course. Um, but there's boring self-care too. And we can make it romantic we can romanticize it, you guys. Make your cute little self-care to-do list in your planner. Add some stickers. Use different colored pens. These are just different ways that I've gone about doing it. But the fact of the matter is, is that if it's hard, it's hard. Let it be hard. Not everything is going to be easy, I would try all sorts of ways to romanticize things to make it easier for me to do in the past. And I've kind of realized that that's some of the good hard work is acknowledging that it's hard and doing it anyway. So have you ever like been really frustrated by something and you're doing it anyway and you're so mad that you have to do it and you're just like, this is just not doing myself or anybody else any good and you're just like feeling very negative about it like I instantly get angry like this when I have to do yard work to me nothing is more aggravating than the act of like bending over and picking up leaves or something like that and then putting in a bag or like raking them like it's so unnecessarily hard we just as a people we're very far from like our hunting and gathering days of like bending over and doing stuff. And why is it so hard? Why does it take so much work? Why are leaves so hard to pick up? So when I'm doing something like that, I like to remind myself that being uncomfortable like that is a part of life and it actually helps you in the long run. Um, if we just didn't do ever do things that were hard, you would circle back around to where I was four or five years ago when I never left the house or never left my bed. So think about that. Doing hard things is, it's a privilege. It really is. Everything we get to do is a privilege if you really think about it. So I found some different things that I've written, like to-do lists I've written in the past or like things that I talk about that I do throughout my day that I've written down that I'm going to read for you guys today that's going to go along with the theme of self-care. 
So self-care, y'all, let's get into it. The first thing that I have to read is a summer nighttime routine that I wrote down on May 24th, 2021. 2021 was an odd year for me. Um, it was kind of before I found my way back. Like I found my way back into school. It was before I decided I was going back to school, but I was participating in life again, if you will, more than I had been in the years past. So it was kind of like my awkward beginnings, like my, you know, when you first rebirth yourself, um, for lack of better term, it's awkward at first. You're trying to like get the hang of it. Like I was just talking about how last semester was awkward because it was my first semester commuting. Um, so 2021 was a year like that for me. It was my first year without my cat peanut. It was my, um, I had been working for a year or so, um, but I hadn't started like going to yoga classes until the end of that year. I hadn't, it was the year I remember very distinctly the day I decided I need to have a social life. I had a few friends in Traverse City, but I didn't really call on them very often to make plans. I think some of the reasoning for that is because we were fresh out of the pandemic. Uh, but the other reason for that is just I wasn't in the hang of it yet. So I have a podcast episode coming up about the topic of sex and it's going to cover sex in general. It's going to cover some of my experiences um, because yeah, there are things that happened that year that I will also talk about on that episode that's coming up. I'm going to post that episode for Valentine's day. So stay tuned for that juiciness. So this is a summer nighttime routine that I wrote May 24th, 2021. I'll start reading it now. Now that our life is more uncertain than ever after Eddie lost his job, it's so important that I keep up my self-care and lock in a routine that is beneficial to me in every way. I feel like I've found my way out of my depression lately by doing this, these things every night. I take a sunset walk down to the lake in our neighborhood and discuss all the ways we are winning at life and beating the odds, which I didn't even call it a hot girl walk at the time. That's so weird. Like this is even pre hot girl walk. I just called it like our walk to the lake, or we also call it our chicken run because we walk by our neighborhood chickens. Then I say, I have a soak in our hot tub while the sky changes colors as the sun sets below the horizon. Light a scented candle and take a shower using the yummiest smelling products that I own. This is also, you guys, written before the phrase also brought to you by TikTok, the everything shower. So that's an everything shower. My faves are this yummy smelling soap and glory set I got for my birthday that came with a super cute pineapple sponge. It smells so amazing. And then I keep my super blonde hair looking superb with Olaplex shampoo. I layer these products afterwards for the best smelling sun kiss skin ever. I've got my Brazilian bum bum cream. 
and my Sol de Janeiro Brazilian Crush Body Mist. See, I was a trendy girl before the time, all right? Like, I have to go on a tangent real quick, you guys. I need to tell you. So, and then I'll get back to reading the rest of this. Um, so I'm a big fan of Ariana Grande. Like I get it. I'm an Arianator. Like, okay. I just, I love her. She can do no wrong in my eyes. Love her music. It's gotten me through some really tough times. Her music has kind of been a constant soundtrack to my life becoming infinitely better since moving to Traverse City. Um, she has a new album coming out in March and she just released a new song, her first time releasing music since 2020. Um, we found out in like late December of last year that she was going to be releasing some new music. And then as you guys know, I went to a vision board workshop. Um, I think it was January 8th. Um, and that was way before she released her first song. And then I think she only announced what the name of her album is going to be like a week or two ago. Um, one of the things I put on my vision board is Eternal Sunshine. Okay. It's a great movie. And I just love Eternal Sunshine. I just love that phrase. Her album is called Eternal Sunshine. And it's on my vision board for 2024. And I'm, it's something I'm very excited about. So do with that information what you will. Sometimes we just have the ability to manifest things so much more than we even know. Like, anyway, the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. Anyway, let's get back to my summertime self-care list. The next thing I do is I dry my hair with cold air from the blow dryer so I stay cool and don't get sweaty before bed. Plus, it lessens heat damage to my hair. I chug water from my favorite half-gallon water jug. The colors of my water bottle look so summery with pops of yellow and the lemon slices that I keep inside. And then I write down blog ideas and journal. What do you do during the summer months as your self-care routine? So I just kind of want to look at that and then some other daily life habits I've had over the years and see how they differ. This next one is going to be dramatically different. This I wrote uh, September 1st, 2017, and this is titled Post-Depression Self-Care. So this was in the thick of my bedridden days, you guys, um, where I had to have a whole list and very certain things I had to do if I were going to actually go do something like leave for a weekend, if I actually went, okay. Like sometimes I would do this stuff to get ready to actually do something and then still end up not going. So this is during the thick of, of that, um, agoraphobic lifestyle, if you will. I start by saying coming out of a depression cycle can sometimes be as bad as the actual depression. My whole body hurts. My hair is falling out. I need to get waxed. 
I need to get my hair done because there are like 10 inches of roots showing. I need to shower and scrub myself clean bad. I need to catch up with housework, family, emails, phone calls, missed appointments. I need to catch up on life. It is indeed like coming out of a coma. And the anxiety of leaving the house again for the first time in weeks is crippling. After my last depression episode, which lasted most of this summer, I did a lot of things I was proud of. I made it to therapy again. I actually drove myself. You guys, there was a while where I couldn't even drive myself when I left the house. And best of all, I got to indulge in some beauty maintenance. I went to the most high dollar, best rated Sheikah salon I could find in the city for a whole new haircut and color. And this is when I lived in San Francisco, obviously. The place I ended up choosing was called Sinta Salon, and I will for sure be back to see Brie for my color and Irina for my haircut. I can't stand looking at myself in the mirror anymore, but this salon is the first place I went to ever where I didn't look like shit when viewing myself as a wet dog post-shampoo. I asked for a Bridget Bardot-type haircut and got exactly what I wanted. And even my bangs were perfect, which is so hard to get. You guys, I went to the city by myself. I also got a pedicure and a manicure. I got all my hair removed from the eyebrows down by my favorite waxer. And then I got a spray tan. If you want an amazing waxer or just need Glam Squad in general, because this is the girl that used to do my hair and makeup as well. And then I put her at Beauty by Miley on Instagram. She makes my day so much brighter, even while getting my hair pulled out. <laughs> I also highly recommend natural bronzing for spray tans and eyelash extensions. And they have two locations in the Bay Area. I don't know how I can accomplish these things in one week even when I was literally immobile and handicapped for several weeks before that. My therapist always reminds me that I could do it all along, but when you're down, way down, it just doesn't seem like a possibility. I just took a selfie over the weekend for the first time in months, which you guys, that's crazy to me because I'm a selfie queen. I mean, I feel like a selfie a day keeps the blahs away. And it was probably the first time I was okay with how I looked all year. The rest of the photos and videos of me that weekend, well, that's a whole different story. Anyway, who is, anyone who is friends with me on Facebook and can see all of the photos and videos from our ghost hunt with Bridget, yes, you read that right, a ghost hunt, and it was so fun. However, there was someone from the press there and puffy, bloated me did not look good in any impromptu shots. Because I think there was like someone from the press there taking pictures for a newspaper. Which is something that happens when you hang out with someone that's kind of a celebrity, right? Um, a lot of impromptu shots, which there were many. And then I put the link to the article. I went back and added to this entry on Monday, September 11th, so I could put in the links for the amazing places I go to for my high-quality beauty maintenance. Also, someone had asked me if I was advertising for one of the company products I mentioned to my Instagram. The answer is absolutely not. 
could be amazing to actually make money from anything I do. But unfortunately, because of my disability, I have no income whatsoever. Yes, that makes our lives difficult and adds to my depression at times. I am hoping someday I can manage my symptoms enough to have even a part-time job. But until then, I don't want to risk letting anyone down by not showing up for a paying job. That's crazy that in 2017, I still was very much in like disability mode. Like I was fully disabled. Wow. Someone commented on the bottom of this blog, well written, and that's a beautiful glam photo. Oh yeah, it was over 100 degrees that weekend when I took that picture. So basically what happened was I had been depressed for several months, not taking care of myself, and then there was a weekend where we were going down to Eddie's parents' house um, to spend time with his family, and then we were going on this ghost hunt with his sister, Bridget, at this notoriously um, haunted, I think it was like a costume store. So I had to kind of like pull myself out of my own ass and get ready to feel comfortable enough to go do this thing around the women in Eddie's family are so beautiful and so just like gorgeous and just like just everything that I ever want to be in, like so outgoing and so like successful and um, always just seem to have it like all together. So it was always hard for me to get ready to go do this thing when I felt like I was in the middle of like a rotten part of my life. And sometimes I wouldn't even go because I just felt so not good enough. It takes a lot to admit, but that's just how it was. So um, I did all that stuff so I could go down there for the weekend. And I was proud of myself because it was really hot, but I still took part in everything. I think we celebrated our anniversary while we were down there. And then we went on this ghost hunt, which here's something that I've learned about ghost hunting as a mentally ill girly. <clears throat> I am connected with the spiritual life. I have seen and interacted with ghosts. That is one of the reasons why I cannot do one of the jobs that our business does, which is be on scene with the medical examiner. When I'm on scene with the freshly dead, or even working in a funeral home sometimes, depending on who died and if they're still there, um, I take that person or sometimes just that energy from that life home with me, um, and get very sick and traumatized. So it's not that I don't believe in ghosts. Okay. But when you have an illness like I do, that distorts your view of reality, something that's so terrifying, like panic disorder, or CP, um, CPTSD, <sighs> sitting around and waiting for a ghost to talk to you is, how do I say this? It's just not that exciting. Um, life sometimes is terrifying, just without ghost hunting. You know what I mean? Like, 
sometimes having panic disorder and nightmares from PTSD and all that stuff, that's terrifying on its own. Sitting around and waiting for a ghost to show up on a camera or say something on it, like, it's interesting, but it's not scary to me. I don't like it. To me, when I get to pass on, that's going to be the best part. I understand life is a gift. Believe me, of course. I'm making the best of every day. I want to show God how grateful I am for this experience and be so grateful and make the best of this gift that he's given me. But I'm like, this isn't even my whole, this ain't even my whole night. Like this ain't even my whole experience. Like there's something amazing waiting for me on the other side. So life is the part that sucks. Life is the scary part. Life is the hard part. Life is, you know what I mean? So that's just another tangent. That's my whole take on ghost hunting. I think it's fun to explore old places to an extent, but I've learned that that kind of thing for me is actually can be really boring. I like a quick tour of an abandoned place and then I'm done. Like I don't need to hang out there for hours to each their own. Everybody has fun doing different things, but like I'm good with communicating with the dead. I've had a lot of experiences the last few years that have kind of turned me off of this whole thing. And I could write a book about this alone. I don't talk about it. I've got someone in my family, my sister-in-law, who is a really avid like ghost hunter. She's really into it. She had a podcast, a very successful podcast for many years about ghost hunting. Um, and I think I've mentioned to her before some of my experiences I've had in the last few years, but it's just not something that I talk about. My point is, is it's not something that I've talked about even to people that are really into ghost hunting because my experiences that I've had are just so traumatizing. Okay. Just like really traumatizing, horrifying. Um, I still have nightmares to this day. Um, I barely like to talk about it. So maybe a goal of mine for this year is around Halloween time. You know, but I don't even like to novelize, make it like a novelty or a trivial thing by making it a Halloween episode. Because to me, what I experienced being with the freshly dead people that died in un, unplanned ways suicide, overdose, car accident. Um, it's not like, ooh, spooky story. It's not like that even. It's just really bad, horrific. These people, once they've passed, they're traumatized. And their whole energy surrounding themselves, if they're still there with their body, is really traumatizing and chaotic. And um, if you're open to it, like me, if you're spiritually open naturally, like I am a little soft marshmallow hearted Pisces, it's, it's just bad. 
So, but maybe I will have an episode dedicated to it in the future. I don't know if you want to hear more about that. Let me know. But that's my, my take on that. And that's what we did that weekend where I had to go get my hair done. I had to go get wax. I had to get a spray tan, blah, blah, blah. So I could go, um, interact with the world again for a couple days. And that's kind of what I used to have to go through. Now I've got that whole process down to like an hour to like 45 minutes to get cleaned up and get ready to go somewhere. I don't have to have a tan to talk to people. I don't have to have my hair freshly done to feel good enough to talk to people. I feel like I'm good enough as I am. My girlfriend is about to come over and hang out with me and it's hair wash day. And girls know what I'm talking about. You know, I don't need to be... Because I, I feel good enough about myself and what I have to offer without doing all that. And so that's kind of where I was mentally at that time. I felt like I was so bad and disgusting and so undesirable that I had to do all of these things in order for other people to like me. You know, it's kind of like hiding behind a facade. And I get more beauty treatments done now than I did then because I view it as self-care. So like, let's talk about that. Like, let me break it down. Let me be real. I have extensions. Okay. I have bonding on my teeth. All right. I get a facial once a month. I get Botox and I get fillers. I do three sessions a year of microneedling, which is like, it's this thing where you have, how do I explain it? It's kind of like a facial, but they like have this little like microneedling machine that goes all over your skin and makes your skin really red and then peel for like a day or two. And it makes your skin produce more collagen and it makes your skin more fresh and healthy. Like I do all of that stuff. But um, yeah, I'm, and I also take care of my body. Like I have got two gym memberships. I've got a yoga, like, you know, like it just, this is all the stuff I do to look good. Not because I feel like I need to do that in order for me to be likable, but because I'm just like, I deserve it. Okay. That's the fun part of self-care. You know how earlier I was talking about there's boring self-care and then there's fun self-care. There is like self-care that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a certain age here soon and I deserve to have these things done. It's just a part of my life now. So what a tangent. What a tangent. Let's read something else. So I wrote this in 2020, but this is like right before the pandemic. So I kind of like got burnt out on reading stuff from 2020 because a lot of it is just talking about my feelings on COVID and how I felt about wearing a mask and how everybody else was handling it. And it was like stressful to me because I had to tell people because I was working at a store and I had to tell people how to wear a mask. Like my boss told me it was up to me to tell people to how to wear a mask correctly. So I, I was, anyway, 
This is pre-pand. This was March sixth, twenty twenty. So great. This was a time in my life where I just like I had been working outside of the house. It was my first job in like a couple years, and this job um, was getting me out of the house and talking to people. And I was kind of like coming into my own. My cat Peanut, who I talked about on an episode or two ago. Um, she was nearing the end of her life. So I was taking care of her and making sure that she was comfortable and giving her fluids every night and all that. But then I was also kind of, she was on the way out and I felt like I was on the way in. I was coming back into like being in my life again, leaving the house, feeling like I could get up every day, no matter what, and go to a job and I could be relied upon. So this was kind of an exciting and scary, but exciting time for me. Before 2020, before the pandemic, we had like a buzz to it that I wish I could recreate and put in a bottle. I remember Eddie and I had plans. We had bought, we were going to go to um, LA. Like first we were going to go to California and visit his family that May, but we were going to Disneyland and we were going to This was when um, the Star Wars-themed park at Disneyland was only at Disneyland and not Disney World yet. Um, Galaxy's Edge is what it's called. And so we had our tickets. We had our room booked. um, And we were going to be at Galaxy's Edge for May the 4th, which is like a Star Wars holiday for all of you non-Star Wars crazy people like me. Um... So I just, I had that to look forward to. Like I was working again. I loved our new town. I loved our, oh my God, our house. So cute. I love our house. We'd only been living in it for like a few months since like the summer before. So like March of 2020 had like a buzz. I had just finished my first winter in Northern Michigan and it wasn't that bad. Um, And I was like getting books on gardening and it was just like, Unmatched, unmatched. So this was published March 6th, 2020. And I call it a day in the life of a mental health blogger. And I say, not that a mental health blogger, you know, I don't know. It's not really a thing. It's just like a a weird niche type topic but that's kind of what I felt like I was at the time because I was blogging every day so I feel like it was just kind of like a title that I felt at one with anyway we should just start reading it shall we so I start off saying not that a mental health blogger which I made up has the most exciting life ever However, I do get asked what blogging is like, but I also want to talk about what I do on a daily basis to keep my mental illness in check and all the preventative work I do. I also love these kinds of articles because I enjoy seeing how other people spend their time. I get asked advice from a lot of my readers on how to help their own mental health. I can't express how the first and main goals you will hear from me are therapy and medication. If you're looking for ways to help your mental health beyond that, 
I hope that some of my habits help you out and give you some ideas. I thought it would also be so cool to compare what my days are like now compared to one or even three years ago. I have changed so much and I did that by changing what I'm doing with my time. That seems to be an ongoing theme today. And then there's a picture of my journal or excuse me, my planner that year, which was yellow. I liked that planner. And then I had like a pen that had like a yellow puff ball on the top that matched perfectly. So the first part of the blog is called morning song beginning my day. Let's see. I'm thinking of every little thing I do during my daily routine really hard because so many things I do have become second nature. However, some of these quote unquote little things I do have made an impact on my life and it could help someone else. I believe fully that early risers get the most awesome shit done. I spent several years of my life being an insomniac and also sometimes as a natural early riser, meaning I get up for myself, not for a job. For a year or so, I was a 7.30 a.m. girl, but the past year or so, I'm a 9.30 a.m. girl. I don't want to go to bed too early, but I do like to get 10 hours of sleep. I'm still that way, yeah. I know that's ridiculous and it may seem indulgent, but we all have our magic number of how many hours of sleep we need. And after a decade of getting little to no sleep, 10 hours is what I thrive on. Since I have the ability to do that now, I take full advantage. I take out my bite splint. I'm highlighting that I wear my bite splint because many of us with anxiety and stress grind our teeth. Please, if you are a stressed human being and who isn't, then make sure you get to your dentist on a regular basis so that they can tell you if you grind your teeth, among other helpful information, obviously. And I have breakfast right away. There were phases I've had where I've meditated and worked out before breakfast, and that was absolutely fine for me as well. That's actually the phase I'm in right now. You guys, like I go to the gym before I eat, I eat breakfast. Perhaps I should get back in into that since usually after some time waking, I realize I wasn't as ravenous as I originally thought. I also have the capacity to eat a lot first thing in the morning. So to refrain from that, I do I that I do things like milk and cereal. Oh, yeah. I haven't bought milk and cereal and had it for breakfast in like, I don't even know. I'll have it as a treat sometimes because I can easily go through a box of cereal. Like, and I'm not doing carbs anymore, so I'm not doing that anyway. But, oh God, there's something about milk and cereal, like, when I was in college, I used to, the first time around, I used to get up and eat milk and cereal and then go back to bed. It was crazy. Anyway, I like to start with something small. It's usually one serving fat-free Greek yogurt with a spoonful of almond butter and chia seeds and flax seeds sprinkled on top. I also have tons of water all day, but my breakfast I start with two bottles. I drink from a rotation of glass bottles all day and night when I am home and they get washed weekly, but I'm always rotating our glasses of water from inside our fridge. And those are linked on my Amazon storefront. 
I used to fill smaller cups with a Brita filter, but I have decided that I no longer need a filter to filter my tap water from home since I've moved to northern Michigan from San Francisco. You guys, the water from my tap here is unmatched. Like, I love the water here. I don't know if it's because I live on the Great Lakes or what. Anyway, the most important part of my meal is my medications. Please do whatever you need to do to remember your meds, folks. I organize all of mine one month at a time with one of these, or I have like four of these like seven day pill organizers so that I know like way ahead of time when I have to refill meds. So I have four of these weekly pill organizers and I put in my Lexapro, Metformin for my PCOS, my fish oil, my prenatals, vitamin Bs, vitamin D12, collagen and biotin for hair, skin and nails. And the pills for my IBS. I take some different pills now that I did back then. First of all, I don't have IBS anymore. That's a lot. And it takes time to organize, but it's the best way I've found to take my meds on a regular basis and see ahead of time what I'm running low on. I feed my cat Peanut her special kidney disease food and give her morning medication, which is a topical that goes on her ear and powder that mixes in with her wet food. Peanut and I both eat breakfast sitting in front of a therapeutic light. This is crucial for me during the winter months here with less time spent in the sun. In San Francisco, I use one every morning, but here it's just fall and winter months. And then there's a link to the one I got on Amazon. Peanut likes the warmth of the light and it's a special time we have together. I have just one cup of, cup of coffee and I have quit my espresso habit because anxiety grooming and bathing are obviously a huge part of mental health. You guys, I've had depression cycles that have been so bad and so long with a side of fibromyalgia that I wouldn't shower for over a week. I'm ashamed to admit that. And it's not my proudest time, but I think it's a bigger problem with people than what we talk about in public. It sucked so bad. And I do not take my ability to shower without pain for granted. It's blissful. It's just part of being an active functioning adult, but I don't feel I need to get into my grooming routine because there's not a whole lot special that I can do that I can recommend. Except dry brushing. I can't recommend dry brushing enough because it feels so good and it's good for your lymphatic system. If it's a day I'm working outside of the house, I'm always sure to give myself plenty of time to get ready because I like to have fun with my makeup. Again, since I went months sometimes without wearing makeup during severe depression relapses, I feel lucky enough to have the ability to care about what I look like. I have more makeup than what's appropriate. Same thing with accessories. I love fun jewelry and enjoy taking time, taking my time picking out those items as well. I try to keep everything organized so I can find everything easily. I listen to super loud music while getting ready. Always. Loud music keeps my life going. Lately, it's been a lot of Deftones and Gorillas. I usually take another few minutes to give Peanut some attention before I leave the house and also do a 10 to 15 minute meditation. I know I'm a record on repeat when I, use the, when I say I use the Calm app because it's the best. It's so important that I get my mind right before getting out into the world. 
I can pick what theme I want and duration of time or just do the daily calm meditation offered. The app literally has everything you need to de-stress anywhere, anytime. And I still love that app. If I'm spending some hours at work, I'm always sure to hydrate, listen to good music, and try and get in the creative mood for posting social media pictures, selling items that Michigan artists have made, and interacting with the community. I always bring my go-to healthy snacks. These days, these daytime snacks also double as my quote-unquote lunch. I don't have a meal time for myself. I just snack throughout the day. I always have five to six baby carrots, celery sticks, and a Jif to go peanut butter cup to dip my celery into. There's also usually an orange. Mmm, orange. Yum. And one or two mini baby bell cheese wheels. If it's a really long day, I'll also throw in some raw unsalted almonds mixed with another sack snack mix, such as goldfish crackers, because right now they have the Mickey Mouse head shape. The next part of this blog is called Afternoon Delights. If I'm home for the day, I usually always have at least one appointment to go to. Sometimes it's therapy or sometimes a wax or hair appointment. I have a lot of doctor appointments. It's pretty sad, actually. Well, not sad because I'm proactive about my health, but I think you get my gist. In between those appointments, I try to fit in a workout of some type. I use the Fitbit Coach app to do any workouts from home. I've also been taking some gyrokinesis classes, and oh my gosh, do I love it. I could do a whole blog post about gyrokinesis alone. Traverse City area peeps, please consult with Mia. She will change your life. That's who I did my gyrokinesis classes with. It's a great stimulating quote unquote workout. And when you're done, you're literally standing a few inches taller. That's how much it helps your posture. Give it a try, people. Anyway, I also love doing yoga with Adrienne online. Classes from home, but I should start doing senior yoga classes with other people. Okay, so that was March of 2020, and I didn't start, and that was my goal then, and I didn't start doing yoga in person with people until, I think, 2021 or 2022, like, maybe it was late 2021, so like a year and a half later. I try to do at least one thing a week that takes me out of my comfort zone. Going to a yoga class in public is definitely something I'm not comfortable with, but I'm looking forward to giving it a try. And then I said, I need to do a yoga class with Sienna next. You guys, this is when I still worked with Sienna and we weren't like friends outside of work yet. <laughs> so cute. In the afternoons, I try to get to my computer and do some writing. I like lots of natural light, so I usually do my best writing in our dining room as opposed to my craft room. Yeah, I've taken over both spots with my work, but hey. I'm sure other creatives can share the same problem. I carry around with me a daily planner from one of my favorite websites to shop from called Bando. I'm a huge believer in notebooks and have them everywhere to write down ideas I get. So not only do I have a daily planner, I have a kitchen counter notebook for grocery lists and other things, a just for work notebook, an actual diary or daily journal, a blogging notebook, a sketchbook, and a notebook just for poems. I'm also always working on some type of craft. 
making cards for birthdays coming up, gathering ephemera and grouping it by theme or other organizing other projects for my Etsy shop. I'm inspired by colorful things, vintage paper supplies, dollhouses, and nature. You'll find a little bit of each in my craft room. Although some projects are getting done, my craft room is still in the unpacking and organization stage since moving to Michigan. I'm always going through everything I have and trying to scheme up new ideas and think of things I could make for other people or myself. One thing that has changed about me since writing this, you guys, is that I have purged most of that craft stuff except for like card making supplies because I just wasn't using it and I'm on my like social work era now. And plus we're getting a bed to put in our second bedroom. Anyway, back to the blog. Remember when my blog was called The Black Dog? Well, that euphemism for black dog has been used to describe by my has been used to describe depression by many throughout the years. There's also a phenomenon regarding a black cloud that comes in the afternoon. While others may experience morning depression, for me, the time that feels bad sets in the late afternoons. It can be a sad and lonely time for me, especially since at that point I'm alone at our house. I think another trigger from that time of day is the fading sunlight and even hunger and make this a vulnerable time for me. Do you have a vulnerable time of day? Wow, you guys, I don't even have a vulnerable time of day anymore. I just keep pushing. Wow, I've really changed. Anyway, it's not a bad idea to recognize this and do things for yourself that you know will make you feel better and avoid a downhill progression. So in the afternoons, I make sure I have some green tea and find something relaxing to do while I wait for Eddie to get home from work. It's an exciting part of my day. And this is before we owned our business, so Eddie had like regular working hours. That's so weird. This next part of the blog is called Nighttime is the Right Time. My husband is my honest-to-God best friend. We cannot get enough of each other. We have a routine down that has really worked for us in the last year or so. We almost always make dinner at home. Usually it's some type of meat or fish and on top of a big salad with pine nuts, cherry tomatoes, and avocado. Or he'll make up a batch of Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes. We tell each other about our day and spend a lot of time laughing. After dinner, we're normally settle in for the night or take a walk in our neighborhood. We have the Borderman Lake Trail and Tart Trails a couple blocks from our home. We love to get out in the snow and enjoy wearing chains on our boots to help us get through the icy sidewalks and roads. If we're craving something sweet, I try to maintain a rule where we have to walk to get it. We have a small neighborhood grocery store we walk to and take advantage of the fresh air before we indulge in a treat. We give Peanut her fluids, and while Eddie watches whatever he's into on the television, I usually try to find some craft to work on. Lately, I've been loving cutting out images for decoupage collage, collages. I have tons of paper ephemera from all over the world and some vintage and some antique. I also enjoy cutting out and building paper houses. Sometimes I'll even grab my favorite Star Wars coloring book and big box of crayons. Anything to keep me busy while watching TV because nothing holds my attention. And actually, you guys, I'm better at watching TV now. Believe it or not. I think it's because I actually like get myself tired during the day because I'm like busy. Anyway, 
It's a very rare occasion that I actually want to give my full attention to a TV show or movie. Double tasking in the evenings gives me a chance to sit with my husband and spend time with him without getting too bored while he's relaxing. I also like to have an evening cup of caffeine-free tea like ginger to help me digest dinner or bedtime tea. My bedtime goal is usually between 9 and 10 p.m. I, yes, I completely realize that I'm spoiled by how much sleep I can get again, but it works best for me and why not? My very guilty pleasure habit that I have is using my phone in bed. It's still my guilty pleasure habit. I know it's so bad to stare at your phone at night, but I just love to read and using a small nightlight or book light or even headlamp has not helped me to read regular books. I always go back to reading my phone like a Kindle. So I make it as bedtime friendly as possible. I turn the blue light filter all the way down and I also have my phone set to start dimming when the sun goes down. So it's an ultra dark screen with no blue light. It must be working because I fall asleep within the half hour and I still do. If I'm having a hard time getting to sleep, then my next step is to always set my phone down and do some breathing exercises. Ever since we got our purple mattress though, I've been getting the best sleep of my life. I highly recommend that mattress. This was a lot of writing just for a small insight into my life. Let me know if you like these kinds of blog articles. I'm so in love with the process of coming up with these different blog posts and ways I can communicate with you. Thank you so much for reading and know that every reader makes a difference. So I think this is maybe, I don't know, a good stopping point. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode about self-care. Um, I know there were a lot of tangents, but I just feel like we're just talking like two friends. So tangents are okay. Um, thank you for all of your support, you guys. I'm just still blown away by all the feedback I get from you guys every week and how much like the number like you guys just keep coming back every week to like listen and I'm just like oh my god this is so amazing like ugh. so let me know if you want to collaborate on an episode I'm always down to share whatever and as I'm sure you guys have noticed um you don't need to read something to be on my podcast um it's not like a hundred percent must so just keep that in mind um yeah so I hope you guys are having a good week I hope that you're able to get some you time in while listening to this if you haven't stop take a few deep breaths play one of your favorite songs and take five minutes out for some self-care, okay? All right, I will see you guys here next Wednesday for another episode of Love, Lindsay.